Hello, I'm Steve Turton, episode 38 of Gambling with the Pope here. No, he said we weren't going to do another one of these until Liverpool got beat, but the international period's horrible, isn't it? So we thought we'd jump on for some alternative sports talk and betting angles to break up Gareth Southgate's shit press conferences. A pre-Easter resurrection, if you will. Fuck, do we need one of those on the tipping front at the moment? Um, what have we got today? Plenty of self-loathing and after-timing in our Cheltenham review section. We're previewing this weekend's Rumble on the Rock, looking at the Dillian White, Alexander Povekin rematch through the humorous lens of Pope's childhood holiday to Gibraltar. <laughs> Closer to home, there's more Michael Owen material. And we try to get to the bottom of the outrageous rumours doing the WhatsApp rounds surrounding Everton's James Rodriguez. Fuck's going on there, Blue Boys? Bit of US stuff with LeBron James's injury and the Patriots making moves in the NFL. Plus, plenty of bad shouts in the Keegan of the Week section and a couple of quality, unlikely lookalikes. You know the score by now, tell your mates or give us a little shout out on your socials if you are enjoying our poor excuse for a podcast. It really does help us grow. Send us your questions, suggestions and topics to at Gambling with the Pope on Instagram. This week we actually want you to get in touch regarding punishment for whoever loses this head-to-head tipping contest between me and Softled. So send us your forfeits, send us your days. And whoever loses this competition will uh, will take the best one on at the end of the year. Before then, as always, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Popey. Timbuktu. How are we? Not bad, mate, yeah. Where have you been hiding? I could ask you the same thing. Well, I don't know about that. What happened to... Uh, I was just staying true to your word, really, about... I thought we weren't meant to be recording until Liverpool lost again. What happened to that? Not really a man of your word, are you? Well, we've got a bit of a loophole here, haven't we? International break. We're sat on our asses a little bit like uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, aren't we? So, well, yeah. speak for yourself. I'm in full-time employment, so... <laughs> Ah, there's nothing I can do but sit on my ass at the moment. Another injury. Done a disc in my back. The Joel Matup of <laughs> Merseyside Podcasts. <laughs> the Captain Tom Moore of Merseyside Podcasts. More like, have you applied for your Zimmer frame yet through the NHS? Do you think you'd be the youngest person to to be uh, to be using a Zimmer frame in this country? Well, I mean, we don't want to get into people's disabilities and whatnot, do we? We're going to go down that road, really. I'm sure. There's... No, no, no. But but I, I think it's 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 only a matter of time, really. To be honest with yourself, if it's not your knee, it's your back. If it's not your neck, back, it's your neck. And are you the only person who I know who's got like a literally who's a non-professional athlete who's got a full-time physio, yet your body fails you at every turn? What's that about? I've got a full-time physio. I've just enrolled a osteopath. I'm going up to a new osteopath <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> got a therapist. And that's part of the problem. You're having your body worked on too much rather than just letting it be. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. This lockdown doesn't help, does it? I think physios must be through the roof, mustn't he, with, with clientele like I heard our mates. Doesn't Jimmy Lee 
What's he having weekly? Acupuncture, I think. I don't know whether it's weekly. I think that's being massively exaggerated. I think he's had a few sessions. Like, if it is weekly, even better. He's probably just looking for something to spend his money on or waste his money on. If he's not spending 200 quid a month on his wine club, then uh, he's probably thinking, what else is there to spend money on in lockdown? I know. Let's get a bit of acupuncture. Should we start with spending money in lockdown? And last week, how was your Cheltenham, lad? Did you have a go? Do you know what I was thinking about this? Uh, even by our standards, that's, last week was really poor. There was, let alone, forget the fact we didn't do a podcast. Yeah. But there wasn't even as much as a post on the Instagram page. I think there was one story which was put up after the last race on the Friday. So basically the last race of the festival. All the while, it's it's probably the biggest gambling week of the year, certainly in the UK. We're a gambling podcast. Yet there was there was not there was nothing from us. What's what's all that about? It's an absolute shambles, as I say, even by our standards. You've got the login details, Popey, if you want to get yourself in the uh, in the internet game. It's Hale Village problems, why don't we've not had BT? We've not had broadband down here for two weeks and it's still a little bit uh, a little bit shifty, so I don't know what our sound is like this week. But uh So you're just you're, you're purely placing the blame with, with with the lack of of internet or the poor internet quality as uh, why we didn't put anything out there for our and the loyal listeners. You're old, the biggest bet week of the year. Your old employers, won it? The old BT. Yeah, let's let's shift the blame onto them. In fairness, I think, <laughs> I think one of my many jobs. Energy mean was it? Our horse, the the one horse we put up for Cheltenham, didn't even run. Got pulled out the week before. I think we'd have been causing more harm than good if we were putting Cheltenham material out, don't you? I think though the fact that Jimin did get with Drew saved us probably further embarrassments given Shishkin's performance. Well, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to apologise to our listeners who did follow us in. I, I was getting messages from the likes of Adam Forshaw and and other other followers as late as Thursday. When's this horse running, lad? I've got a bet on this. So. <laughs> I want to be, Adam messaged me as well. Uh, I reckon that was just tongue in cheek. He was trying to get a reaction there. Maybe think? who knows, but. I think we would have got the each way money, but looking at Shishkin's performance, he ran, to the best of my knowledge, I think he ran the only time faster than sort of standard, you know, given the going. Yeah. So basically he ran on the slowest ground the whole week on the Tuesday. Yes, his time that he put in was like four seconds faster than what would be deemed standard for, for mm. basically good going. Everyone else was depending on the the, um, the distance they were running was anything between like 10 seconds to one minute slow. And he was like four seconds faster. Hard held on the bridle. Didn't even have to move. Didn't have to move on him. So I think whether any Gimme was there or not, as I say, probably saved further embarrassment because I think Shishkin would have pretty much wiped the floor with him, to be honest with you. The final fence pings it. It's clear, he's ten lengths ahead from all mankind in second. Captain Guinness bravely running on in third. Eldorado Allen is catching him, but he's sauntering home. Shishkin, easy as he likes. He's hard on the bridle here with Nico de Boinville. Shishkin has won the Sporting Life Arkle in magnificent style. So as Achatari would say, we can say he is good. He's a good horse. Was he the highlight of your week, Popey? I think Tiger Roll caught my eye, his fifth festival win. I think he's joined second with Golden Miller now for... Uh, Cheltenham wins, isn't he? Only behind Quavega's six, and I think Quavega ran in a lot of uh, a lot of female races. Didn't it was she? it was all like mares races, yeah. Which back then, when she was winning as well, there wasn't as much strength and depth mm. with the mares program. You see, so um, I think I, I don't know how do you how do you judge sort of how do you quantify it in terms of judging 
the best horse of all time because obviously there's that many diff- different disciplines and distances. But for me, the fact he's won two Grand Nationals and he's won as many festivals as he has now, I'd probably say over jumps, as ridiculous as it sounds, given how many good horses there's been, he's certainly got to go down as one of the all-time greats. I, I was going to ask you, is he the best long-distance chaser ever? Would you say Tiger Roll? Oh, you got Red Rum in It's there. mad, isn't it? Well, I, I think Kato Stars, the greatest yeah. jump source of all time, without a doubt. But I put Tiger Roll, even though he's not as, uh, I don't know, as fashionable as, as some of those names, like a Denman or a Kato Star. I'd have him above a Denman, which probably won't go down too well with some of the horse racing enthusiasts who listen to this pod. But just given what he's achieved with his little d- diminutive figure as well, and he's, he's massively overachieved and his his career, so uh, as I say, Kato Star number one, uh, but I'd, I'd have him top five, certainly, in, in, in my lifetime. And just to rub, rub salt to the wounds, I take it you didn't back Tiger all, I didn't, I was against the favourite, so he helped me out on that front. It, it was the same day as Tiger Woods got out the hospital, the Tiger Woods, uh, the Tiger Roll one, I don't know if you've seen that. Obviously didn't back at this end, I presume it would have died at the first fence if, if we'd have backed it or put it on the podcast. <laughs> Tiger Woods would have probably crashed again in the uh, yeah, in the LA absolutely. hospital car park getting out, probably, wouldn't he, I'd imagine? <laughs> the stars were aligned, yeah. The fact that he got out the hospital that morning, we should, we should have knew really to back him. But as you say, we would have, then it wouldn't have been the same results. Um, I didn't back him. I had a decent anti-post double on Shishkin, which I backed about six months ago, going on to Easy's land. So what I'd done, oh, yeah. just to hedge me bet slightly, I'd put Tiger Roll in a treble with Monkfish, Tiger Roll, and then Envoy Allen. Obviously, it didn't cash out. The cash out as well was only about a 40 quid difference from what it would have been. I've got to be the worst punter of all time at cashing out. When I do cash out, they win. When I don't cash out, they obviously, they obviously yes, fall. And that's just a reoccurring theme with me. I do not know how to cash out. I don't know how to play that game. I can't make the right decision ever. No, no, it's horrible. Ever? Well, I, I think I could probably top you for for pundit for punditry and and gamble at the moment. Still no winners for me. Couple of winners, but mullered. Well, back. Hang on a minute. Well, I've had a good chunk of them on the whole. I had four or five winners and probably about ten. 10, 11 placed horses as well, in all oh, fairness. And I had the bad. winner of the lucky last, Gallop and Deschamps, Willie Mullins. I'm a load of that. So what? I had a good festival on the whole, but just to cash out, I'm, 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 I'm abysmal, to say the least. I'm sure our listeners will be made up to hear that. Have you become the aftertimer, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I had a fucking great week. And this is why, yeah, why we should have been having more interaction with our uh, listeners, whether it's through the Instagram page or any other means they've, they've, they've missed out on the uh, on the gravy. But should we? As, uh, but, should we? But, should, but should we? But should we? Would would there have been any gravy? Would there have been dried spuds and, and bacon? I don't know. I don't, I don't think this negativity helps. No. I think the only way of turning this corner and doing a complete 180 is, is having positive vibes. So okay. I think we portray a little bit of positivity for a change. I was about that. Okay. All this moaning's not doing anyone any good, is it really? Okay, possibly. Well, it wasn't the greatest festival for me. I had three steady days of profit, but the first, he never recovered, laying the favourites. I know Envoy Alain got came down, but that was that was small pickings against the other favourites who went in. In hindsight, horse racing isn't really my game. It was a little bit like trying to ease Gaza back onto the Isle of Creamfields, I'd imagine, or... <laughs> I don't know, maybe the Ricky Hatton comeback against Senchenko, you know, a, a lot of positivity, a, a, a lot of good talk in the gym, but when you got there, it, it just wasn't there, lad. I struggled again, struggled. Should I even be betting on horses as a as a man who doesn't eat meat? Is is this the hip, hypocrite again, raising its, <laughs> uh, rearing its ugly head? 
I'm quite exactly the height of hypocrisy. Yeah, you're a vegan when you want to be. You're all right not eating it, but you don't mind them getting twatted fucking round the three mile course. Do you know what I mean? In order to fucking win human beings, some fucking some sort of a pot. Do you know what I mean? It is double standards, really. Like, isn't it? You're either a vegan and you go full on vegan. And you fucking protest with the rest of the animal rights fucking protesters and tree huggers outside the parliament. Or you just fucking get back on the uh, the bacon buzzies. I'll be back for Aintree. I'll be back for Aintree. It's quite the crossroads at the moment in my life, so I might be back at Aintree with a fucking sausage sausage on in my hand, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're quite flustered with the horse racing at the minute like yeah your head's up your ass, is it I'll have a go at Aintree lad yeah but it was crap 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 laid a couple of favourites that I shouldn't have that last one oh my god the favourite in the last on Thursday was it Mount oh Mount Hardy, yeah one, one of my yeah one of my many winners on the week you'd be glad to hear I think it was 300 to 1 in running wasn't it after the first two fences nearly getting pulled up never in doubt oh Goodness me. I'll tell you what, which probably didn't make you, uh, you feel any better. You, you, your ma had a decent week, didn't she, by the looks of it? She did. Me ma had, uh, on the Wednesday, she picked five horses. She had three winners in two places. One of them was Tiger Roll. She had singles on them. She picked up 50 quid off a £1 each way accumulator. Uh, you reckon she deserves a segment, possibly? I don't know. I reckon she's still listening to those Derek Akora podcasts. Remember that one? <laughs> I know we mentioned it very, 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 very early on, maybe the first couple of weeks of the podcast. But just for the uh, for the more recent listeners' benefit, um, she was trying to convince us as to why Derek Akora is indeed a, 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 a legitimate clairvoyance. And the case in point that she used was around that time, it was when Liverpool beat West Ham in the FA Cup. And I think he'd been on this morning, the day before, <laughs> oh, yeah. and he predicted that Liverpool were going to beat West Ham in a high-scoring game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can oh, get away with them sorts of predictions on this pod, Pope. Maybe that's the direction we need to go down a little bit more. Ambiguous. Yeah, Just, yeah. yeah, I reckon there'll be a few goals in that game, and yeah, yeah rather than yeah. the specifics. Not nail our colours to the mast so much. Maybe just give vague kind of predictions, possibly. And speaking of predictions and vagueness, should we get on to the the Keegans of the week or the Keegans of the last two weeks? I haven't done these for a while, have we, Popey? Now you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly? Yes or no? Yes. You've got a, a fine list there, Stephen. Yeah, get cracking. I have got a batch, yeah. Um, now, I wrote this one down when the Miami Heat had won, I think, 11 of 12 games. Paul Pierce, the ex, the ex-Boston Celtic. Um, he's a terrible pundit, lad. I know we've said about Stephen A. Smith in the past, but Paul Pierce makes some of the worst shouts ever. I think he's made shouts. Does he really, yeah? Yeah, he's, he's known for it. Like, he's known for being a bit of a nightmare. And he actually put his scallops on the block and said the Miami Heat w- wouldn't make the playoffs and then he won the next 11 of 12 games. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, okay, in fairness, yeah. in fairness, this could flip around and it could be me um, pulling up this sound that I'm delivering now because they have lost four on the bounce, Miami. A little bit worryingly, they brought a couple of trades in, haven't they? But Paul Pierce, what a shout to say a team won't make the playoffs and then they go and win 11 of the next 12. 
So, so is he us of the NBA punditry world then? <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. It's got to be, Annie, really. I'd say so. We're terrible, aren't we, Popey? We really are terrible at the moment. Well, just talking about that one, yeah, you've put Miami Heat up and I've put Boston Celtics in a head-to-head. Mm. Miami Heat have lost the last four. Boston Celtics aren't going to make the playoffs. Do you think, honestly, even with the expanded... quick coming your way. I don't know, mate. They're getting Aaron Gordon, right? That's from, from the magic, apparently, but... I see that as a massive upgrade. Um, I don't know. The eighth now, they're right on the on the cusp. But I don't know. The, 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 the basically just further example of our um, yeah poor shouts on the show. Really, the, the two of them. I know. I know the Heat are like fourth or fifth, but they're only like a game outside. They're only a game in the playoffs at mm. the minute. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? If they lose a couple more, then they're out. It's uh, an absolute shambles. Well, <laughs> true to form. We'll come to more of that. We'll come to more NFL and NBA talk in a touch. Uh, the second Keegan of the week. I think has got to go to the government of Gibraltar. I don't know if you've seen this. You know, it's the Rumble on the Rock on Saturday, the rematch between Dillian White and, and Pavekin. Are they having it in Gibraltar, are they, yeah? They're having it, yeah. Rumble on the Rock in Gibraltar, yeah. They've probably had... just just on Gibraltar, probably the most underwhelming place I've ever been. I remember I went on a holiday when I was younger to Spain. And I, I, as you do as a, as a Brit abroad, you've got to go to the uh, see Gibraltar for a day. And literally, the, the only thing that was there, uh, my abiding memory at least, was a Marxies. It was a Marx and Spencer, so my mum was made up going in there. And then there was a few five-a-side pitches, and then that was it. I don't even remember seeing The Rock. One of the most underwhelming experiences of my life. Well... <laughs> but you ain't expecting that one. No. Do you know what? See, well, I hope... I hope... There's more excitement with Saturday's fight, hey, Bobby, that's all we can offer. <laughs> yeah, so much for big enough fucking Saturday's fight, yeah, Jesus Christ. But anyway, the Gibraltar government are certainly big enough, I don't know if you've seen, that they're actually issuing a special new £2 coin uh, because of the fight's there that will actually feature Dillian White and Pavekin on the coin. Um, it actually makes Dillian White the first black man on sterling currency in the, in the, in the history of of the British economy and and British British currency. Uh, what what do you make of that? So, Dillian, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's others more worthy. Like fuck This is what I mean. You know, the likes of Trevor McDonald, Benjamin Zephaniah, <laughs> tremendous. Basically, he's he, he's uh, not so much of the ex, but he's he's a, he's an ex gangster. He's got ties with the yardies. He's a yardie. So he's up to no good. He's a yardie. Yeah, let's not sugarcoat today. Is he hardy and uh, unbelievable? Really, yeah. The uh, the naivety is uh, is quite incredible to say the least. The first black person on sterling <laughs> currency is Dillian White. Let that set. Let that set in. <laughs> Wonderful bit of business. Done. Everyone's Wonderful happy. Yeah. Done. That's fine. You see that? Make sure you don't bounce, no. Five minutes. Don't worry. Make sure the chick don't bounce. No, you don't bounce because I'll be your last fight. Bounce. You don't bounce. Yeah. It's- Incredible. There's been tremendous nurses, there's been tremendous union leaders. We were looking into it, oh, you know. Engineers, of course, engineers, engineers lads, load, fucking ridiculous. I mean, athletes. I forget, you know. forget the guy's name, but the guy who's responsible for the motorway infrastructure in England all them fucking ridiculously a long time ago. I'm, I'm sure he was, at a, he was a black gentleman. I could, I could stand corrected, but I'll. I'll uh, I remember, you know, the 10 greatest Britons of all time, yeah, yeah. Him, being a, him being a nominee. I'm sure he was anyway. So, as I say, I'm sure there's others more deserving of that accolade than uh, 
Diardi. That is uh, is Dillian White. Was Dillian oh. was Dillian White not on that uh, that top ten list of of Great Black Britons that the BBC done? No, did he not make that list? No, I'm not even talking about the Black Britain. I'm just talking about the ten greatest Britons wow, of all okay. time. And this this was the one from like ten years ago where it was John Lennon and yeah, yeah. Shakespeare and, and all that carry on like yeah. So uh, no, I don't think Dillian White would uh, make it onto either list. To be honest with you, what sort of strings has Eddie pulled to get this in play? It's uh, it's promotion. his greatest achievements as a promoter at the end. It's PR gone mad, hasn't it? It's promotion uh, on steroids, isn't it? As probably Pavek and Fitley and White both will be on Saturday night with very limited VADA testing, I'd imagine. We'll come to the fight and analysing the fight a little bit later on. Another Keegan of the week, or I think this was from a couple of weeks ago, Michael Owen was actually saying the, uh, <laughs> the Quince the Hoople winning Bayern Munich team they weren't the best team in Europe last year, he actually said. <laughs> he absolutely... Was? Us. He absolutely loves Liverpool, doesn't he? And the ale, as Sean Powell pointed out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mike Lowen do- doesn't think Bayern Munich were up to much last year after them winning five trophies. Who would have thought it's think Mike Lowen becoming a cult hero all them years ago, you know, during his playing career? It's insane, isn't it? Just, you love him? I love him. He just loves, as as Parley says, he just loves a, a little trip to Debenhams and uh, a little bet with the boys and uh, and a pint in the pub in the local. He, lo- he loves the horses, like, loves the GGs, doesn't he? Loves the horses. Wonder how he got on at Cheltenham. Uh, it'd be nice to know. If he's got any tips, if he's listening, if anyone can give Michael Owen a shout for, as anyone knows him. Bit of inside I knowledge. Refused, I reckon he refused to back any Rachel Blackmore on us. I reckon he's the ultimate sexist, like, do you know what I mean? Well, we sound I know, like... I know Sean touched on it, like... We sound like the ultimate uh, sexist here. Should we just call back to Cheltenham? We haven't, we haven't mentioned Rachel Blackmore. What a performance from Blackmore, the first uh, female Cheltenham top jockey. She was tremendous, wasn't she, Popey? Yeah, she was, but I'm, I'm not having she's the best jockey in the game. Jack Kennedy, for me, still, age of 21. I think he's had as many winners as the last week, or maybe one less. Mm. Uh, and he had more eye-catching rides as well, Mount, Mount Ida uh, being one, and then obviously Manila Rendo in the Gold Cup. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, massive achievements, and obviously it's, it's great for the, the game as a whole for, for her to be as successful as she has been, and she has she is being. But um, yeah, at the same time, I'm not one to over-egg the custard, as you know, and for as good as she is, I'm more of a Jack Kennedy man myself. What did you make of, just before we move back on to the key, next Keegan of the Week, what did we make of Beffe? I don't know if you caught it on the Thursday. Beffe letting a punter cash out for 250 grand. He had a fiver anti-post bet rolling onto Envoy Allen. It fell, as we know, and yeah. he's basically ended up making 250 grand off a losing £5 dacha. What, what do you make of that? I've never seen anything like it. When you put it like that, he's ended up making two hundred and fifty grand off a of losing five pound like Yeah, it's fair. It does make you question it, but I don't know. I'm sure at the time Barry Orr from Betfair was thinking we're going to save ourselves two hundred and fifty grand there because all right, here we go. Fucking king of the after time, and you laid Envoy, Envoy Allen one of your few sort of winning bets of the week. But yeah. in all seriousness, did, did you expect it to lose? Because you would have maybe been in the zero point one percent of people that did. I thought banker material for the week. I thought it was a sure people. price, Popey. I thought it was. I thought that was a sure price against some good horses. And with the reserves that they've got, Beffe, I think they're shit bags. I think they should have took it on. And they actually give him a little bonus that if it won, they let him cash out the two fifty. But if it would have won, he'd have made three hundred grand. He's just a great salesman. At the end of the day, this kid, any Craig Dean, I think his name was. Is that the punter? 
Punty, yeah, he's just tucked on the cleaners. I, but, think, uh, I think he had actually... A little bit of a wet lettuce hole, if you ask me. He, like. he seemed it, yeah. With his, did he have his picture of Ista Brach or something in his, uh, in his little his little wanking chamber, his little office where he was <laughs> doing a Zoom from? <laughs> definitely, definitely wanks over AP McCoy rides, doesn't he, from the past, I'd imagine. I think so, yeah. He, he was just... He, he wasn't the most charismatic of people, but fair play to him. Like you said, he's he's one quarter of a million pound off a five-pound losing hacker, so fair play. Who are we to judge at the end of the day? I think he'd actually had trebles and fourfolds as well. That had already landed them 50 grand with them as well. So it's not like he was just some mug off the street. I think he knew what he was doing. And, and no, he's a good punter because he yeah. was saying as well he lost 110 grand the year before on Manila Rendo, not... Winning the RSA when it just got pipped on the line well, by Champ. So he knows his stuff, don't he, really? He but does, he does as I say, he's uh, yeah, not the most uh, charismatic of people, but neither are we, are we, really? So as I say, who am I to judge? <laughs> well, and speaking about knowing your stuff, the last Keegan of the week, I'm going to throw your way, Pope. I'm going to nominate you for your Juventus to win Syria um, prediction a few weeks ago on a podcast uh, a while ago. What the fuck have this, has this podcast done to, to Juventus, Pope? Deitch might get to that, he has. And he's got Lapadula with him, he didn't need him. What a story we have on the cards here. Adolfo Deitch with one of the biggest goals of his career. And he's put Inzaghi's Benevento in front at the home of the champions. Can they hold out here? It's a good ball and Ronaldo's brought it down. And Ronaldo's shot, Danilo's there and over the bar it went. Ronaldo sinks to his knees. And will that be their last chance as we go into added time? An historic victory for Benevento. It's a huge step towards survival for them. It's a massive setback for Ronaldo and Juventus. Uh, You're putting my shout up or or, or you backing it to the hilt? (laughs) Following on from my show, I was getting phone calls after you've after we finished. Fucking hell, that's a great bet. That spoke to our Nicky. I'm getting stuck in with that. So it was all well and good when I put it up. There was loads of value there, and now, right, okay, they're not going to win the league. I'm fucking the world's worst, am I? Who did he get beat by on Saturday, Poppy? It was basically the Italian version of the Dove and Olive, wasn't it? <laughs> At all? I'd never even heard of them. It's a poor league as well. Do you know what I mean? Which makes it even worse, really. <sighs> Jesus Christ! They're also out of the Champions League. I suppose we should we should segue from the Keegans there onto onto the footy. Talk about. Are you the... not giving yourself any 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 sort of any shit there that you fully endorsed the uh, my tip of the week when I put them up, or is it all on me? Is it? All I know is I'm I'm a I'm a few quid worse off. I'm a few quid lighter. With that, that seems to be a reoccurring theme this year, doesn't it? 2021 hasn't got off to the best start for you. It's terrible. It's been a terrible year so far. I think we should change this, change this podcast uh, name to the Diaries of a Failed Gambler. Possibly might be more, might be more fitting. But you know what? I think we've always been piss poor, but since we've changed it to gambling with the Pope, we've literally fucking fell off a cliff completely. <laughs> so you might want to revert back to the old name. I think. There could be something in the new name. A Camford Cliff. We've we fell off, haven't we? <laughs> by, hey! by the looks of things. Let's do shame. let's do some fuzzy talk, Popey. Since we've been off the air, a couple of our early anti-post bets have fell down. I think I picked Atletico Madrid as an outsider. I think you actually picked the old lady in the Champions League as well as as a good value bet with with Ronaldo in the fold. So that's Did I? 
Yeah, you did, yeah. Okay. Just trust me, you don't need me to pull it up, but yeah, Juve were definitely one of yours. What did we make of the draw, Popey? From a Liverpool point of view, I know we're, we're saying we're not going to talk too much about Liverpool's chances at the moment. I was quite surprised to see that we're slight favourites at 4-5 to, to qualify against Real Madrid. I don't know, when the draw was made last Friday, I, I'd seen a, a couple of my pals, uh, match-goers, um, and they were buzzing with the draw and, and, and very red men mentality, we're going to win it and what have you. But not for me, I don't know what they've been watching the last few months or, mm. or for the season as a whole, really. And mm. I just think the fact that as Phil, as, as much of a, we're talking about Michael Owen being a cult hero, Nat Phillips certainly shares that mantle with him. He's, he's definitely got cult status oh, since he's coming to the team. And in all fairness, he's done a great job, of course he has. Yeah. But I, I think he's, he's he's likely to be found out against this sort of the cream of the crop in Europe. I'm not mm. necessarily saying that is Real Madrid because they're not the force that they once were. Obviously, they're not. But you're talking about Liverpool's European pedigree. Real Madrid exactly. is better the European pedigree, let's be honest. That's exactly the um, word. Probably that's exactly the word I was going to go through. I, I think people are forgetting their pedigree. Under Zidane, with... With a lot of those players, I know they haven't got Bale and Ronaldo now, but some of the young lads look good. I did watch them against Atalanta. Um, I think if Pete Redman are, are thinking that it's going to be a walkover, I think they've got another thing coming. Like it is going to be a, it is going to be a tough, tough couple of legs against. Madrid. I think so. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just. Um... But I think you would at the same time. I think you would be on the side of the draw with the three teams that we've been drawn with, rather than the other side, wouldn't you? The, the other side, <laughs> the other sides. The death yeah. draw, isn't it? Well, massively so, yeah. But I don't know. I just me the fact the defence worries me, and it's understandable the fact that we've got massive Gomez and Van Dijk out, which again has been the, the theme really all season. Mm. I just I, I don't really trust a a nineteen year old who's only been with us a, a month or two with Nat Phillips. I don't think that no. will be enough. No, ultimately for us to win the Champions League. So but- favourable draw, yeah. Do we think we'll win it? No. No, but at the same time, let's play devil's advocate. We have won it with Igor Biscan and Tony Nunes in the fold, my old ringer. So you never know. You never know. On to, on to another cup, Popey. It was the return of your favourites, the FA Cup, over the weekend. I take it you watched the Everton City game. I take it you you, you quite enjoyed it, didn't you? Well, yeah, I muted it and just had John, Elton John's greatest hits on in the background. <laughs> so I had the uh, doubly experience, really. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, I was delighted. I'm not going to lie. Not not for my disdain for Everton as such, but but more so that you'd, you'd put it up at sixteen to one, <laughs> and it was another another failed tip of the week from uh, from yourself. So uh, as yeah. you know, I always take I always take <laughs> I always take a little bit of joy out of that, to say the least. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good night all around. What is going on at Goodison at the moment? You know, it was looking like a really. Impressive season. There was big talk of you know a, a title push at one point and <laughs> what was there silverware. Ah, you know what the, was there? The you? Top, Who said that? top four certainly there was there was talk. Top really. four, bit of a difference between top four and title push. In all fairness to Everton fans, I never I've never come across an Everton fan who was fucking talking up the title like at any point this season. It's all gone a little bit pear shaped though, hasn't it? And. Uh, the recent revelations, I don't know if you've seen these doing the rounds. A couple of them, Chippy Tits and Mashiri, seem to have been in close cahoots. I've seen, I don't know if it's just WhatsApp rumours saying that there's some serious financial irregularities that are going to get exposed soon. And then the biggest one, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the Hamas Rodriguez stuff doing the rounds yesterday. The, he's actually in the process of transitioning to a, to a female. He, he's actually in the process of having a sex change and that's why he's been... 
in and out of the team so much over the last over the last year or so. What a load of absolute nonsense. We all want it to be true. Everton fans probably want it to be true. It's so funny, obviously. So he's fucking so he's he's the new what? Bruce Jenner. He's the Bruce Jenner of the Premier League. Absolutely brilliant. Their star player who they've been hanging the hopes on. It would it's not like it's as if it's a squad player, their star player who they've been pinning their hopes on for European football will come out and have a sex change. It can't, um, it can't be would true. just be incredible, wouldn't it? This Maybe cannot be true. It's too good to be true. It can of course it's not true. But it's it's funny, like like we can all dream, can't we? We can all believe. My good mate and and loyalist listener of the show, Matty Staples, actually sent me and he was an Everton fan and he was just in stitches over it. Couldn't believe what he was say, seeing. I don't know. It's if incredible, it... isn't it? It's a Bruce Jenner, basically of the Premier League, yeah. Mm, it's also I, got for you. Incredible. We all want it to be true. So then what happens then anyway? Can he can he then become a a Women's footballer. He could play for what's, Ever- what's, what's the Bobby Moore there like? Everton women's team, maybe. Maybe he'll transfer over in a, in every sense of the word. I don't. I don't know. It's got to just be a WhatsApp rumor, hasn't it? You've got to think. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He does. He's got an interesting look, hasn't he? I think I compared him to a uh, Walter. What was his name? The old um, Cuban astrologist. I think he was an unlikely looker. Like he has got. He has got an interesting look. He's very effeminate looking, isn't he? And I don't know. But then again, at the same time, maybe, maybe, maybe Bobby, uh, Bobby Firmino, maybe they've done a two for one because his ball seems to have disappeared over the last season or so. <laughs> it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world, would it? No, it wouldn't no. be as though Steven Gerrard's getting a fucking sex change like Jeremy. You know I mean? No, well, it's fucking, it would. It, but let, let's just hope. We all live in hope anyway. You know what I mean? It let, would be. It'd be fantastic. Let's see Absolutely. how that. Let's see how that pans out. I know we don't spend too much time on international stuff, England. Um, unless Understandably they, so, the yeah. Brexit boys, fuck that. Exactly, but in terms of big shockers, were you, were you quite shocked that the waistcoats got of Southgate's decision to, to leave Trent at home for this, uh, for this international break? It was, yeah. I don't know, really, it's a funny one. I, I, he's that good, technically, and he's that cultured. I've always, as as have most Liverpool fans, I've always seen him making that progression from a right back into a into a midfielder in mm, time. But yeah. I don't know. I, I do think he lacks a little bit defensively. I don't watch much of England to be honest with you, so we don't really know what system Gareth Southgate plays. Whether he pushes his full backs on, I don't think Gareth Southgate knows what system he plays. To be honest with you, like. <laughs> <laughs> you and him both. Um, it, it's a shock, yeah. I, I, I certainly think the likes of. Trippy, you can maybe make a case for Walker, but I'm not having Reese James and Trippy and that ahead of them. Despite obviously what's been going on with Liverpool recently, but I do think that's a that's a sort of obviously it was a shock to everyone really when that news broke. But it just goes to show how bad Liverpool have been, and, and it's not being unnoticed within the game as well. And it'd be interesting to see whether other international players that play for Liverpool will be dropped, whether it's not not so much for for the coming games, but even into the Euros or, or the international games into the summer, given how poor we have been. So I think it's more of a, 
a sign of, 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 of yeah, how piss poor Liverpool have been more so than his individual performances. I, I mean, think I, he's been punished, yeah, I mean, punished for how bad we've been ultimately. I think he's been as good as <clears throat> our best player over the last the last couple of months, really. And I think not he, our dog Steve. No, our, no, it's uh, not our. But it, fucking, not, not many takers to that fucking mantle, is but, there? But I feel like even his defensive stuff has improved a lot over the last six games or you so. Think? Do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm I'm his biggest critic. Like I think I got into an argument with uh, one of our listeners over Christmas saying that I was a better natural defender than him at the same age. <laughs> so so I am I am super critical of his defence, but I think he's been playing really well and he's shifted from one to four to four to seven to make the squad. Can you really see any way back for him? It's as if Southgate, since the last international break, has kind of had a narrative in his head where he's lost his way, Trent, and Atletico Madrid the top of the league, and Trippier's going to get back into the fold. And it's almost as if he's carried that on, because what I've seen of Trippier recently has not been great, whereas Trent has, has peaked and, uh, and brought a bit of bit of form back. It seems a really strange one. You wouldn't be backing him a 4-7 to seven to get in that squad, would you, Pope, you don't think, at the moment? Probably not, no, unless we have a, do have a run in the Champions League, and he's a big part of that. I can't really see it. But do you think it's off-the-stuff, uh, off-the-pitch stuff? Like he's becoming, maybe a sort of, he's a little bit distracted by, I don't know, I've seen one recently, was he on the fucking front page of Vogue or something with the most ridiculous ensemble I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I've literally, I'm never going to fucking judge people for what they wear. If that was the case, I wouldn't be mates with you and Peggy ultimately. Do you know what I mean? But I've, I've never seen anything like it. You couldn't even call it clothes. It was just a bit of fabric. He was just draped in a bit of fabric. It's high fashion, Popey. It's high fashion. You know, he's getting out there. Really? He's he's looking at other. Uh, is he doing too much avenues? off the pitch? And that's yeah. obviously someone as the England manager is going to take note of and think. Oh, right, he's getting a little bit distracted by his off the pitch. I don't think it's easy, so to speak, or not. Do you think that it's just purely down to he doesn't fancy him on the pitch? I don't agree with that at all, Pope. I spent a day with him before the first lockdown, so just over a year ago, uh, Monday, I was doing a shoot with Under Armour, and I was just drafted in for a bit of help, you know, fucking steamed his club and all that kind of shit, and he just seems a very, very quiet, laid-back, decent sort of lad. mellow? Yeah, mellow, low, almost childlike, almost... <laughs> Almost golden child like, you know what I mean? Like a real special talent who's a bit a bit kid like, a bit child like and but that's a small sample size, Steve fucking hell. He spent a day with him, you haven't known him all his life, do you no, know what I mean? Of course not. Of course but neither's Gareth Southgate, has he? And I think let's be honest, I think the last couple of months are a small sample size, aren't they? For a, a, a you know, you haven't played in a tournament for two years. I think you've been qualifying for this tournament for two years. Do you not think it's a bit of a small sample size to to write him off almost? Which it looks like the way the way Southgate was talking was he'll have a role to play in the future. It looks like he's he's off the radar for the tournaments and for a league winner, for a Champions League winner, for a Champions League finalist, all at the age of what? How old's Trent? 22, 23, something like that now. He's a young kid, isn't he? Yeah, still. Um, I think that's a... As a Liverpool fan, I'm made up. If, he, if, he, if he's not yeah. on the squad, he'll have a nice little summer's break yeah. and then get back full pre-season under his belt and you'll probably see a different player next season. So, as a Liverpool fan, I certainly think it's good news. Uh, well, as a Liverpool fan, you won't be too excited about another player's omission. Curtis Jones from both the Liverpool team and the uh, the England setup. That bet looks like enough one down the Swanee, doesn't it, Popey? What's happened with uh, with Curtis and Cloppy? Doesn't seem to fancy him at all now, does he? Breaking news on the Curtis Jones front state. Go ahead. This has literally come in in the last hour. Um, the England under twenty ones are playing Switzerland yeah. today. 
I'm guessing in the next hour or so, because yeah. the team has just been uh, released and Curtis Jones is on the bench. Oh. Starting in midfield is Tom Davis. So Tom Davis wow. is now keeping Curtis oh, Jones God. out of the England under-21 fold. What are your thoughts on that? I I don't really rate Tom. I know he's a good mate of our, of our mate, Pauli. I haven't seen enough to think that he that he warrants place over Curtis. Curtis has done it in the Champions League, but he has been getting rave reviews, um, Davis, for some of the best. Quite jarring for me, that though. Surely there's two midfielders. I don't even recognise some of the names on here. Oliver Skip's another one, don't know whether he's a midfielder. Wow. That's a bit jarring for me. For someone who I thought maybe a month ago on the back of his uh, Leipzig performance in the first leg was guaranteed to be on the plane, so now fast forward four weeks and he can't even get a game for the England under 21s. Um, I think... That's uh, sort of disposing your uh, your bet and slip. Well, the, I was uh, going to say uh, Oliver Skip. You might as well throw your fucking bet and slip in the skip on Curtis Jones, <laughs> mate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good. I match. think that's 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 just confirmed. It really hasn't it. How many is that now in this in this what? what, what how long have we been on? About thirty five minutes. How many losing bets have we listed here? Seven, eight, ten, possibly. Who knows? Who's keeping count? Well, uh, as I say, I think for the, I think what we need to do, I think we need to change the tact. Next episode, which will probably be in about a month's time, we will uh, change the tact. We'll uh, we'll have not but positivity. Okay, I like it. You become a like positive the, uh... vibes. Big up our bets. Big up our fancies, and we'll see if that makes a difference. Okay, so. let's have it then. Oh, let's start this week when when we get down to the soul tips of the week. Let's 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 get on that. Let's get the uh, the Martin Bone of the betting world. Eh? Should we go down that road? <laughs> The Scouse Guru, yeah, why not? <laughs> I want to go stateside with you, Popey. I want to talk a little bit of NFL, a little bit of NBA. What have you made of the NFL early trade so far? Seeing the Patriots trading for everyone, it, it looks like our Bob Crafts back in Miami in a brothel uh, post Super Bowl win. He's he wants everything he can get his hands on, doesn't he, lad? What What are your thoughts on the new additions? Have you have you had a chance of having a look? No, I've sort of been following from afar. I fancy the 49ers to back, bounce back okay. this season, providing the. Um, don't have the injuries they got last season, which, which hopefully won't be the case. Um, they've made a couple of roster changes. They brought in Alex Mack, who's a good centre, uh, and they've re-signed a couple of sort of key players to the to the roster. But no big moves for the 49ers up to now, at least. I'd seen that the Patriots had re-signed uh, Cam Newton, and then there was also a tight end as well. But beyond that, I don't really know too much about their uh, activity. Couple, any any big names as couple such, of, or couple of tight also ends. quantity over quality. Yeah, more quantity, but but kind of kind of big <clears throat> big purchases like uh, a couple of tight ends, couple of wide receivers. Names I haven't got off the top of my head. They're actually four to one to reclaim the AFC East. Have you ever seen in the last two decades um, the Patriots be four to one to win that? That lowly AFC East as it has been in the past and the 33-1 to for the Super Bowl, is it a little bit too little too late? Yeah, I think you'd hear me moaning a couple of episodes ago about uh, how they didn't support Tom Brady when he was there in his final season. Uh, is it almost, you know, the horse has bolted and Brady's gone and if you'd have done this a couple of years ago, then you might still be the Patriots of old. It Does it matter when you've still got Cam Newton as your starting quarterback? 
know, it's so in the AFC East, is it the Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, and Miami Dolphins? Is it? Yeah, yeah. The, the Buffalo Bills are favourites. Dolphins second favourites. Dolphins second favourites behind. Uh, in front of the Patriots. There's value in that because you, you can't write Bill Belichick or Kraft off Belichick no. in particular just after one sort of uh, Tom Brady-less bad season. He's always been a great coach. Right? A lot of his success, most of his success has been with Tom Brady, a quarterback. But I don't know. I think I don't like teams. You've touched on it yourself and the reason you didn't fancy the 49ers last year was they went to the Super Bowl and I know the Bills didn't go to the Super Bowl. But I think teams who unexpectedly made a playoff run, such as the Buffalo Bills last season. Yeah. I think they sometimes find it difficult to back it up the following yeah. season. Jacksonville so Jags. So I can't see the Buffalo Bills having as good a season this season as they did last, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Um, and then with the Miami Dolphins, everyone says they've got like arguably the best young roster in the game. They've got a great head coach in Flores. I don't know whether to trust Tua. If they get an upgrade on Tua, maybe. But I think four to one. I, I, I think there's probably a little bit of value. There's got to be. be there's got to be a bit of value in Belichick. Or is this the year where where he's exposed and we realise that it was a lot to do with with Tom Brady? I don't know. I don't know. We'll no see. No positive vibes, Stephen. Let's get on four to one. Yes. AFC East. Should we get on Patriots. that then? AFC East Patriots. Okay, okay. Let's put that in the uh, in the solo file file for later. Um, you mentioned Miami there. There's a chance that they're going to upgrade their quarterback. There was talk of Deshaun Watson. What's happened with your boy, lad? Deshaun Watson has had about 13, 14 women come forward, accuse him of uh, sexual misconduct and inappropriate behaviour. I don't think anyone's going to be touching, excuse the pun, Deshaun Watson. In the uh, in the next few weeks, <laughs> till all this has been sorted out, will he, Popey? They won't go near him, no, obviously, and understandably so. But I don't. I, do you know what? I I got sort of uh, got caught wind of this. Um, I think it was yesterday, you know, stay or the yeah. day before. Yeah. When the allegations initially broke, I think well over a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I don't know. Let's not judge the guy until there's been a full and proper investigation. And then we'll we'll sort of go from there. I do think, Steve, and you're not going to like this, and the, the 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 women who listen to this podcast aren't going to like this. And I might come up come across as being a sexist pig, but I do feel as though on the back of the Me Too movement, a lot of women do feel empowered, and a lot of the time there are false allegations. That's not necessarily to say that is the case in this particular instance, but I'm not going to judge the guy until there's been a full and proper investigation until we know those findings of the investigation really I'd go the other way though Popey I'd go the other way in terms of post me too I think um, it's just coming to light that a lot of fellas in powerful positions have been getting away with just behaviour that's that's no good for too long you know look at the the governor of New York at the moment I, I, I don't know what's how's that developed has he gone yet Como or Kumo. He was... Been I think it's Como's thing. Como. It sounds like he's, yeah. in a, he's in a political coma at the moment on the back of uh, these <laughs> One allegations. Of mine, but I just don't know how you get to that place. <laughs> we'll get on to him in a touch. I don't know, Steve. It's, 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 it's mad, yeah. I, I, I do get that, but I think there's two sides to every story. And what's... what I suppose what's quite jarring in the Sean Watson case is the fact that so many women have come That's forward. That's what I mean. One or two. It's 16. I get that. 16 and then... we up to now, yeah. But it is as well. It is a civil case. They haven't gone the legal route, which always 
makes me go, well, why don't you want him? It's dubious, exactly. It's a, it's a civil case. And then Deshaun Watson, he's a young, single, professional athlete, a big name. He'll be out in all these clubs and then he'll take, take, a, take a woman home every night. They're drunk, he's drunk, had sex with them. And now all of a sudden, oh, they, they might be thinking, oh, there's wrongdoings here. One's come forward and then another one thinks, oh, I slept with them three months ago. I'll sort of come forward if I can sort of make some money out of it type of thing. I don't know. I just think... That's weird. It's well, not the case. I, I think there's a little bit of... Some of them can sometimes be a little bit... In, in, ingenuous. Not overly genuine. Yeah. Disingenuous. Sorry. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I remember Terry from the well used to say to me and P when we'd got in trouble, there's no smoke without fire, Turbo. But... <laughs> I, I don't I don't really believe in that, obviously, because people can be set up and there they can be false allegations. But when it's 13, 14, it's just a way I'd just like to see more of these cases go down the legal route rather than the civil route, route where people are... are they, looking, just, they just have to make money, basically, when it goes down the civil route, yeah, obviously. Yeah, 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 they don't want justice to be done. They just want money out of it. Wouldn't you want Which, justice? Which, again, as I say, that, that, that's, that's when it becomes a little bit... Murky. I'm a bit sceptical about it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes a little bit murky. We'll see... We'll I'm gutted though. I'm gutted. I don't like it. You know, he's your favourite player. Pope is your favourite player. Man. He's, my, he's my boy. Yeah. So I was gutted when I read about it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how it plays out because I don't know what the deadline is for him to to, to be transferred or whether he's just going to have to stay at the Texans. The Texans, as we all know, are morally corrupt, so they yeah. won't have a problem starting him next season if he's still there despite all these allegations and even if the investigation is still going on at that point, I don't think they'll bench him. That is to say, as a franchise, they are completely and utterly morally corrupt. So they'll play him. <laughs> is no this, two ways about is it. Is this why but you I like them, Pope? the Texans. I want them to sort of broaden his horizons. And mm. Really, I want them to go to the 49ers. If you would have went to the 49ers, then I think they they become a, 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 a sort of a franchise which, which, which has success for the next five, potentially ten years. I don't know about the 49 Sounds like the 69ers have been getting him in trouble, doesn't they? Yeah, old, old Deshaun, <laughs> unfortunately. In more positive athlete news, did you see that uh, LeBron had increased his share in Fenway Sports? don't know if you've seen this, Popey. It actually makes him a higher owner in Liverpool, in LFC, actually. And it got me thinking... Maybe another little betting angle. Does that kind of increase the chances of uh, Kylian Mbappe getting to Anfield in the summer? He's five to one with Unibet to uh, to move to Liverpool after the summer transfer window. Can LeBron and his presence in the world of sports kind of kind of help on that front and and help Liverpool and and the Red Sox etc. grow? Only if Mbappe is a fucking basketball fan, like. Which, oh, he is. Yeah, we're not privy to that information. No, he, oh, he is. Is he? He is. Yeah, by all accounts, and he, he's a big LeBron fan. By all accounts, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, one of his. Who isn't say? One of his um, I don't know. I do, do you not think that would purely be dependent on whether we we make it into the Champions League or not? I'd say so. Yeah, you can't see him going to a team that's not in the Champions League, can you? Long so, the, so, 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 so that's that's that debate. Well and truly over. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to make it in the Champions League unless we win it, which I've already told you. I don't particularly fancy us. So. Don't know, no, can't see it. Do you know what? I've, 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 I've always these rumours have been circulating for a couple of years now, uh, since since the Nike sponsorship deal was announced um, with Liverpool, and I've always been a believer. And certainly the start of this season, I was thinking, yeah, definitely I can see it happening. But I just think if we don't get in the Champions League, it won't happen. It will kill it basically. Champions League. Uh, okay, so we'll I don't fancy us to get in the Champions League. So, so we'll have this discussion again in in the summer. One of the key components to the Lakers winning a title. LeBron, ooh, down he goes, and he grabs his ankle. LeBron 
with his right ankle and he's hurting. I wanted to stay on LeBron though. Game wise, he, he's had a high high ankle sprain, hasn't he? Popey LeBron, he's going to be out for several weeks by the looks of things. Does that kind of throw the MVP conversation right open and the, and the championship right open? Because he got himself into favoritism, hadn't he, for the MVP? Popey at one point, LeBron. I think Joel and B. He was no, he was he was the heavy favorite. Yeah, when by the time at, at the point that he got injured, yeah. um, I think. It's been a mad season. Joel Embiid going into the All-Star break. He plays for the 76ers. I had him in a, in a double with Juve. Uh, got him oh, about 8-1. But goodness. he was actually the bookies' favourite and, and sort of the recognised favourite heading into the All-Star break. He then got injured and he's been out since. Then LeBron James took over as, as favourite, having been favourite for most of the season. And now he's got, got injured. One thing I will say on the NBA injury front is they always tend to underplay the timeline for whatever reason. Whereas in football, we'll overact the custard a little Go bit. Go the other way. Um, yeah. yeah, they do it the other way. Like two to three weeks. I know, I know the season from Marcus Smart, who's been out for the Celtics. He said two to three weeks with him, and that was like two months. Mm. He said two to three weeks with Embiid. It's already been over a month. and so yeah. signed of him coming back. He said a few weeks with Durant. He's been out for about three months. So LeBron James won't be back anytime soon. Uh, given the amount of game time he's going to miss, he's completely out of the MVP conversation. I think Embiid's lost too much game, um, yeah. game time for him to be considered as an MVP candidate. Well, I've seen a stat so on Joker- that, Pope. I've seen a stat on that. I don't think anyone who's who's played less than 78% of games has ever won an MVP. Or certainly, well, there you go. certainly yeah, years, exactly. years back, you've got to play a big, a big massive chunk. And they have lost three on the bounce of Lakers, haven't they, since LeBron's been out? Mm, which I, I think... Jokic for the Denver Nuggets is the favourite at the minute. He is, yeah. Round about just just odds against, I think. Yeah. Like 11 to 10, maybe you get a little bit more than him. And he's great, don't get me wrong, but their team record isn't sort of as good as, as some of the other candidates around them who represents other teams. Mm. So if they slip to fifth, sixth or something, will he win? I don't know. I think that's something that, that sort of goes against them. The two I like at a little bit of a price is James Harden, who I've already backed a 50 to 1. Earlier on in the season, yeah. he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He's won it before with the Houston Rockets, as you know. Yeah. He is round about, I think, about 10 to 1. He's flying. And also he, yeah. Giannis, the two time winner. Mm. I think he can get him round about the same price, about 10 to 1 as well. So I think those two are at a little bit of value. You're not getting as much value on them as you were the earlier in the season, but. I think Janice and James Harden around about 10 to 1 would be my uh, my value picks anyway. No chance of our boy Steph Curry finding his way back in with a with a strong second half of the season, Popey? Possibly? No? Possibly. Possibly. He's missed the last few games, hasn't he, Steve? They're not playing well, are they? The Warriors are. They're not picking up wins at the moment. So maybe that goes in our favour, though. Possibly. He's missed the last few games. I'm not too sure why, to be honest with you. One I've also backed at a big, big price around about 80 to 1. I still think he's around about 40 to 1. But now that the two leading candidates have, have dropped out in Embiid and LeBron James, the Donovan Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz, mm. he got the best record in the NBA and he's the main man. I think he was about 80 to 1, but I think he's probably into about 40 to 1 now. That's one at a big, big price. But as I say, I think Janice and Harden are probably the two that I'd fancy at this stage. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, positivity, and I, th- I can see either of them definitely winning it. How's about that? Good, good. Positivity. Of tact. Positivity, that's what we want to see. The injuries are just crazy, aren't they? In terms of betting, and it has been much worse in COVID. The, the impact on, on our betting specific, and I'm sure other people's, has been crazy. The amount of injuries that have, that have pulled bets down. and I think we can segue on to uh, 
to last man standing updates there, Pope, if you don't mind. Um people I'm still in it. Down. You're still in it, Bill Clinton hasn't snuffed her, has he? Bill Clinton's still going. Did you uh, you, you alerted me to uh, Joe Biden falling up the stairs? I thought <laughs> I thought I was out of the uh, out of the pool there for a minute. He he fell up the stairs on Air Force <laughs> One, didn't he? Last week. Oh Joe. I think no, he stumbled and then he fell. And then he tried to get up and stumbled again. He's an absolute mess. He can't have long left. No. He's not going to do a full term. He's not going to do the four years. I think that's a given. Mm. One we Is have... there anyone dark enough bookmaking-wise or would you have to go to an independent? Would anyone take a price on that? You wouldn't get great odds, I wouldn't have thought, but for him to die uh, in office. I think Al, to- Al Tony or Martin Speak might take that bet. Give him a little... <laughs> But you're not getting a Paddy Power, given your odds. Yeah, pa- in all fairness, Paddy Power pricing up Os- Oscar Pistorius's sentencing. So wow, yeah, okay, you've got a chance. Well, how, does that, how does that stand on sort of unethical grounds? Like? Well, it, it's still very contentious for for one of our <laughs> listeners, uh, John Mullen. I think I've spoke about it before. I actually took that price and laid the bet to him. Um, he, had, <laughs> he, he had hundred quid on him being uh, convicted of of murder. Uh, a five to two, I think the price was. Now Oscar Pistorius went to jail, but it wasn't um, it wasn't for for murder, was it? I think he got a, a lesser He's sentence. Fucking slime ball. So you didn't pay out. I didn't pay out, but he did eventually get the money back. I I, I tied the money back into a uh, to the Liverpool league bet we had. So you know, uh, swings. You had the heavy bro. conscience, did you? Yeah. Yeah, but on the last man standing and, and deaths, as seen as we're speaking of Pistorius, we have lost one. Liam Rowlands informed me that that he's out the race. Old uh, old really? mo- old money walker's gone. His nomination. So. I used to love Murray Walker. And it's go, go, go. <laughs> well, it's... I remember it. Actually, when Formula One was decent, the Nigel Mansell days on a Sunday, having your Sunday roast and you'd have Murray Walker giving it bifters in the background. Well, it's Great go- time to it's, be alive. It's gone, 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 unfortunately, for old... Uh, <laughs> for old Murray Walker. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's the host... <laughs> Disingenuous, unfortunately, I've ever heard in my life. So he, he's the first. He's the first one to to drop. And, and I tell our listeners, we haven't really had any any additional additional um, entries for this. But the last man standing is the one to be on. We'll leave it open for a couple more weeks. Send us someone who's eighty or above who you think's going to last. The death race has become the last man standing. I've got Joe Biden now. Johnny's still in there with Parkinson. Mike Steve-O with Pele. Jimmy Lee. I've with got Bill Clinton. Billy, yeah, Billy. Uh, Jimmy Lee with Joe Anderson. Joe Lee's... Anderson, eighty. So hang on a minute. When did Jimmy Lee put Joe Anderson forward? No, you see, but these are these are death race ones that have become last man standing. But if you are entering the last man standing now, after the death race has concluded. It's got to be 80. Never knew that Jimmy Lee had a, had a, had a nomination in the chippy tits. Yeah. Great to hear. Like, fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for the support, Jimbo. This competition could go on for... It could go on for years. You know, we could be down to, to Harvey Price and, and Sean Powell's oh, wow. Roy Hodgson in 25 oh, wow. years' time. But hopefully... Oh, wow. <laughs> Hopefully this podcast won't last that long anyway. Probably. Everyone certainly hopes so. <laughs> Going on to a couple more um, listener interaction posts. Should we get on to the, the unlikely lookalikes, Paul? This girl, she sort of looks just like you. She even smiles just the way you do. So innocent she seemed, but I was fooled. I'm reminded when I look at you, you remind me of... I don't know whether we've done it last time we were on, which was obviously a long time ago now, but yeah, come on, I'm sure everyone's eagerly 
Only the, uh, the unlikely lookalikes. Only a few of these pulpy this week. Have you got any yourself? Any nominated your end or off the top of your own? Well, end? no, whenever I put anything forward myself, I get completely fucking lambasted, don't I? So don't think I'll be putting anything forward in a hurry. Well, I don't know how unlikely this first one is from Chrissy Towers, uh, the Porto manager Sergio Conceição and Steven Gerrard. I just thought it was quite an obscure one, but there is a there's a crazy look there. I suppose he's Latin. So that's so it's a football manager who looks like a football manager, basically, which is what I've been slated for in the past. I got slated for that until looks like a fucking a German heptathlete. Oh no, they're both athletes. Fucking hell, one's a fighter, one fucking throws a javelin for a living, and I... now you're endorsing a football manager looking like a football manager. I said Incredible. this to Chris. I this said... is why this is why there's no consistency with this segment, state, and this is why I can't fully grasp it. Still, all these months on. Because you're constantly, you're constantly changing the goalposts. There's no consistency to this podcast full stop, though, is there? Really? So, <laughs> are you surprised? Like, How would you be surprised? Okay, here's a couple more then. Here's one from me that might get you. Alison Becker, the Liverpool goalkeeper, looks a little bit like Juliet Lewis, uh, the actress and rock band lead singer of Juliet Lewis and the Licks. Do you want to have a little say to Juliet Lewis? Does she look a little? Cheeky, I know Juliet Lewis is your cheeky cunt fucking hell. I'm, 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 I'm fucking, I'm cine literate. I do know me fucking films. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Are you seeing something there? Is there something there between the two? That's obscure, isn't it? Surely. A natural born killers film. Natural born uh, killers, fame. of course. Great yeah. film. Yeah. Um. Yeah, too obscure for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll take that. If you can't see it, then there must be something there. All right, so so you think that as a positive? I think that as a couple. There's another one, the last one from Robert Gavin, um, who's always good for an obscure one. He's gone with the rapper Mo's Def and yep. Kramer from oh, Seinfeld. Oh no! Yes, yes, and Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> so you love it because yeah, it's it's interracial. So <laughs> it's interracial. It's uh, yeah, it's got it all. Let's have a look. Have you seen it? <laughs> seen something vaguely vaguely I think it's a good one and by the way Robert Gavin when we had Parley on I think Parley took credit for their Brian for his brother on the Robert Lewandowski and Fiorio shout that wasn't their Brian's that was Robert, Robert Gavin's and you didn't even have the fucking the, the, the gonads to step up and tell him that, eh? Well, or was it one of them you'd only realised on reflection? I only realised on reflection, yeah. Robbie Gavin gave me a little nudge and was like, uh, nice to see me uh, me lookalike for Fiorio and, and Lewandowski. Got a little bit of... How do you expect us to keep any listeners when you can't even be loyal to them? You can't even have the back? I don't know. How do you expect us to keep any listeners anyway with the, with this content we're putting out, let's be honest? <laughs> I think when we do put stuff out, it's, it's, it's semi-decent. I never used to think it, but I think it's all right. But I think it's more so just, yeah, do a pod whenever we want. We'll release one this week and then we leave it a couple of weeks to release another one. The biggest gambling week of the year in the UK. Do we put anything out there? Do we fuck? Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to keep listeners when when we're not sort of committed to the cause i've told you been, do you know I've, what i mean i've told you the rules if liverpool keep winning we don't do podcasts we'll, we'll definitely do a podcast as soon as they lose oh yeah you were, you, you were true to your word there weren't you fucking hell. well it's international wow. break it's international break in it so we've got a little loophole here speaking of which should we get on to the so out tip of the week and get out of here popey or what please do so you're on All its charms 
I noticed, by the way, yesterday, the souls are actually vegan and gluten-free, Pokey. That was something I didn't know. Another, another selling point. Is that something to be proud of, is it? I would say so, yeah. I would say so. There's definitely a market No, I don't know. As, as, as a general consumer, if I seen a drink, picked up a drink in the shop and I seen it was vegan-friendly or gluten-free, I'd automatically assume it tasted like capis and just put it back down. Do you know what I mean? So this I is, wouldn't say you're the key selling points. So this is a great selling point for our, for our sponsor and our, and our product that you're, uh, that you're going down here, Poby. Well, no, 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 no. Again, you, 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 did I say that? Did I, did I, did I single out Soho? Or did I say as a consumer, if I picked up a drink, or did a single out Soho? Didn't single out Soho, I'm just saying. As a consumer, if I was in Tesco, picked up a drink and I had vegan friendly or gluten free all over it, I'd be putting it straight back and picking up my full fat diet coke. Well, for any of our, our vegan or vegetarian or gluten free conscious <laughs> listeners, Soho is. All those things. I actually enjoyed a couple last night while I was having Congratulations. I was having a tofu and mushroom burger with some crispy kale on the side. Uh, it was quite the <laughs> quite the treat to wash it down. Would that not be your bag, that Popey? No, I'd be fucking starving after it. I'd have to have a few rounds of toast or something just to fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried um, Wu-Tang Scran yet by the way oh my god lad I had another one a few weeks ago and I'm going to get one this weekend have you been down there yet lad now they go they sorted me out boxed me off for a for a discounted rate um, what do I have to do to get me free Scran just go, to go in there with some idea something or just call ahead or what I don't Money going if it's FOC. Possibly. Give them a bell and just say, look, it's the po- it's the Pope from the podcast. Any chance of some discounts? Lad, it blew me away again. Honestly, the sesame prawn toast. I don't know what they do with it. It's obviously not prawn because <laughs> it's vegan. Unreal, lad. Seriously, go and get yourself. Go and get yourself a vegan scran from Wu-Tan Scran. Get yourself a solo on the side. What a Saturday night you and Lou have got ahead of yourselves. And be shoemise, lad, yeah, belters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like John Joe Shelby's fucking genitalia, beautiful. Oh, lovely, okay, nice. Little shoemise on me. Okay, Popey, a couple of weeks ago you mentioned us going head to head with a tipping contest. Let's do this proper, because you were trying to claim Captain Tom Moore and all this. And, and by the way, if you were going to do that, I'd be claiming Alex Smith, wouldn't I? Because that got settled in... In January. So let's move on. Let's do a proper head-to-head tipping contest where we pick something each weekend. You can either have a ten a win on it or a five each way. And we'll tally it up at the end of the year and we'll think of a challenge or something to, to give each other. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Popey, both of us are terrified. We spoke about this in the past. Both of us are terrified of roller coasters, aren't they? How about the person <laughs> with the losing record has to go on the big the big dipper at, uh, at Blackpool? Fucking hell. Hang on. I used to be terrified of roller coasters. As a dad, now I can no longer be terrified of roller coasters. And of late, I have been going on roller coasters, to be honest with you. So I'm semi over that fear. Um, for love nor money, for me kids, not even for me kids, would I go on the fucking Pepsi Max? Um, I'll go on a roller coaster, just not that one. Okay, so but it's got to be quite an impressive one. What roller coasters have you been going on, by the way, in the last few weeks with your kids? Have you been... Uh... Do, have they been thrown? Can I say last few weeks? I said me last last few times I've been to theme parks. I went on the uh, the New York New York roller coaster in Vegas outside the uh, New York New, New York hotel. Surprisingly enough, um, YouTube that one. It's not for the faint hearted. Uh, and then last summer I was on the spinning teacups in uh, Blackpool, which was a fucking yeah real. Uh, I was, was going to say as Paul, as Paulie a Walnut, real white knuckle ride. I was going to say as Paulie Walnuts threw up the uh, the spinning teacups in the rocket car park there or what. <laughs> Imagine. Um, oh. yeah, well, I 
I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we'll open it up to our listeners. I'm not saying no to the Pepsi for a forfeit. A little bit of listener interaction. Put your forfeits forward, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll make a short list of three or four. Okay, and then we'll put it out to a vote. How's about that? Okay, okay. So we're gonna have a tipping contest for the year. And the listeners can decide what the forfeit is, what the challenge is. Um, so we have a tenner, tenner win a week, or a five pound each way. Yeah. So Steve, is it is it is it profit and loss competition? Yeah, profit so and loss. Matter. So I could I could win ten, you could win five, but your profit could be higher than mine. But I could have a hundred. you win. Yeah, I could have a five each way on a hundred to one winner. Say fucking chance wow. to be a, chance to be a fine uh, thing at the moment. All right, now the sun riding on it. Can I send it to you? before the weekend rather than having to commit here and now what I will do for future episodes yeah. I'll have my selection for you because you're sort of putting it on my toes a little bit give me a little bit of time yeah okay okay Popey okay well mine is going to be I'm going to take Alexander Pavekin to beat Dillian White again this weekend he was one of the few winning tips on this podcast when he beat him back in August I think at 100 to 30 I think 11 to 4 is a big price for someone who's knocked a man out. I think that's going to be in Dillian White's head. I think Dillian White might try and. I think Dillian White's going to be stuck between trying to fight cagey and smartly and having a point to prove and needing to knock him out. I don't think Dillian White's the sort of fighter who can box smart for 12 rounds. And I know he's had COVID potentially, apparently, Pavekin. I think that was a bit of a smokescreen to, to get a bit more time for the fight to be postponed and for him to get his uh, a different kind of vaccination in him, shall we say, old uh Oh, Pavekin. So I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Pavekin at eleven to four with Paddy Power and Beth Fair. So that'll be my ten head to head with you for this weekend, Popey. So when does this uh tip and cop run up until? Should we say what do you want? Should we say? Should we say the full year? Should we say the thirty first of of December or what? Uh, or do you want to do a shorter yeah. one? Do you want to do a shorter one for a bit more interest? No, no, we'll do we'll do it for the rest of the year. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. As I say, listeners, uh, interaction would be most welcome. So if you want to put any forfeit suggestions up on the uh, up on the Instagram page, send them to us. Yeah, gambling with the Pope. Not too ridiculous, like fucking hell. Don't have me like I don't know. I probably walked. Uh, you know, actually, I'm not going to give fucking people ideas. There, actually, I'll give them to myself. I'm game for most things, to be honest with you. <laughs> Apart from the Pepsi Max. <laughs> Would you take a straightener with Bellew over over the Pepsi Max? I don't know. You'd have to ask Bellew that question, really, wouldn't you? I'm going to shoot anyway. I'm starving here, and it's it's dragged on much much longer than what what was uh, what was agreed. Get yourself down Yet that Wu Tan lad, or get yourself in a. Down the vegan shop round the corner, I think there's one in uh, Broad Green there, isn't there? Not too far away. Get yourself a little uh, miso burger, see how you get on. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll culture the way in Broad Green, eh? The fucking, you know more than me. Go and get stuck in, Popey, and enjoy yourself, and I'll catch you up with you after the weekend, eh? See you, bud. Take it easy. Take it easy, lad. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. See you, mate. Ta-ra. It's just about to change now. Yeah, the employees of the year, yeah, we're back to work. We took time off, all of the rappers got jerked. It's about to change now It's a shame how things ain't the same But I'm back in the game now And as we step in the door we cause panic Yep, the usual suspects We at it, vet static Yo in a week with the belt You chicks felt your style Now you're feeling yourself Meet your maker I don't think Bayern Munich were the best team in Europe last year I don't personally Got tops in the bowls Too hot to wear clothes Still me Always have and will be Ill G It's silly 
to hate, but feel free, hey, hear what I say, they gotta pay, and my return is like Christ, declare the holiday. Uh. Y'all see I'm in the street struggling Young, dumb, and thugging Give a fuck about nothing Stuck at rock bottom Trying to come up on something Pumping from sundown to sunup He hustling Vision my nigga Now get in where you're fitting And see prison As just a high cost of living The light In the up Cause if you blow the dice On that OZ Darcy ain't going home tonight That's on A Put it on the kids and the wife